Hey, you're listening to episode one of the Urology Audio Guidelines podcast, the podcast where I, Dr. Nick Serrano, literally read the guidelines to you. This first episode, we'll be talking about medical management of kidney stones, so let's get into it. Evaluation. Statement 1 says, a clinician should perform a screening evaluation consisting of a detailed medical and dietary history, serum chemistries, and urinalysis on a patient newly diagnosed with kidney or ureteral stones. 2. Clinicians should obtain serum intact parathyroid hormone levels as part of the screening evaluation if primary hyperparathyroidism is suspected. 3. When a stone is available, Clinicians should obtain a stone analysis at least once. 4. Clinicians should obtain or review available imaging studies to quantify stone burden. 5. Clinicians should perform additional metabolic testing in high-risk or interested first-time stone formers and recurrent stone formers. 6. Metabolic testing should consist of one or two 24-hour urine collections obtained on a random diet and analyzed at minimum for total volume, pH, calcium, oxalate, uric acid, citrate, sodium, potassium, and creatinine. 7. Clinicians should not routinely perform quote-unquote fast and calcium load testing to distinguish among types of hypercalciuria. Diet therapies. 8. Clinicians should recommend to all stone formers a fluid intake that will achieve a urine volume of at least 2.5 liters daily. 9. Clinicians should counsel patients with calcium stones and relatively high urinary calcium to limit sodium intake and consume 1,000 to 1,200 milligrams per day of dietary calcium. 10. Clinicians should counsel patients with calcium oxalate stones and relatively high urinary oxalate to limit intake of oxalate-rich foods and maintain normal calcium consumption. 11. Clinicians should encourage patients with calcium stones and relatively low urinary citrate to increase their intake of fruits and vegetables and limit non-dairy animal protein. 12. Clinicians should counsel patients with uric acid stones or calcium stones and relatively high urinary uric acid to limit intake of non-dairy animal protein. 13. Clinicians should counsel patients with cysteine stones to limit sodium and protein intake. Pharmacologic therapies. 14. Clinicians should offer thiazide diuretics to patients with high or relatively high urine calcium and recurrent calcium stones. 15. Clinicians should offer potassium citrate therapy to patients with recurrent calcium stones and low or relatively low urinary citrate. 16. Clinicians should offer allopurinol to patients with recurrent calcium oxalate stones who have hyperuricosuria and normal urinary calcium. 17. Clinicians should offer thiazide diuretics and or potassium citrate to patients with recurrent calcium stones in whom other metabolic abnormalities are present or have been appropriately addressed and stone formation persists. 18. Clinicians should offer potassium citrate to patients with uric acid and cysteine stones to raise urinary pH to an optimal level. 19. Clinicians should not routinely offer allopurinol as first-line therapy to patients with uric acid stones. 20. Clinicians should offer cysteine-binding thiol drugs 
such as alpha-mercaptopropionylglycine, to patients with cysteine stones who are unresponsive to dietary modifications and urinary alkalinization or have large recurrent stone burdens. 21. Clinicians may offer acetohydroxamic acid, or AHA, to patients with residual or recurrent struvite stones only after surgical options have been exhausted. Follow-up. 22. Clinicians should obtain a single 24-hour urine specimen for stone risk factors within six months of the initiation of treatment to assess response to dietary and or medical therapy. 23. After the initial follow-up, clinicians should obtain a single 24-hour urine specimen annually or with greater frequency depending on stone activity to assess patient adherence and metabolic response. 24. Clinicians should obtain periodic blood testing to assess for adverse effects in patients on pharmacological therapy. 25. Clinicians should obtain a repeat stone analysis when available, especially in patients not responding to treatment. 26. Clinicians should monitor patients with struvite stones for reinfection with urease-producing organisms and utilize strategies to prevent such occurrences. And lastly, Statement 27 says clinicians should periodically obtain follow-up imaging studies to assess for stone growth or new stone formation based on stone activity. This can be plain abdominal imaging, renal ultrasonography, or low-dose CT scans. Hopefully you guys found that somewhat helpful. There's going to be more episodes coming your way soon. Thanks.